Welcome to Advance Your Art. If you are interested in making money from your art, using your artistic background to your advantage when switching careers, or if you are just plain stuck, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yorita Talbo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. Every week I sit down with a creative entrepreneur to discuss the who, what, where, when, and how of their journey. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or transition to a new career, you've come to the right place. As always, please remember to like, subscribe, and share this episode with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with Billy Shepard, actor, acting coach, and founder of Billy Shepard and Associates. Billy, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you? I am well, and thank you for having me, Yuri. It's a pleasure. Of course. It's, it's my absolute pleasure to have you on. So for my listeners who are less familiar with your work, how do you describe yourself and what you do? I describe myself as an actor, acting coach who reinvented myself into a businesswoman and business founder and owner who uses acting techniques to teach civilians. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's what I love about this, and I again, I, it's probably just a coincidence in my world, but because I work in the corporate environment, in the last few months with a lot of projects going online and conferences going online, there have been a lot of companies that I've been introduced to and conversations I've been a part of where actors such as yourself have started these wonderful companies where they're taking the skills of acting to the corporate environment and teaching programmers and the CEOs and the C-suite staff how to present themselves on stage, both like on a physical stage, but also in the little Zoom window that we're now all experiencing. So mm -hmm. I think that's, that's absolutely amazing. Um, before we get into what you're doing now, I just want to talk a little bit about your past. What what was it about acting that got you interested in studying it? Well, I think I was a little kid and I got into a commercial. So that that started it. But then in high school, somebody came up to me and said, we need to replace this role. And I went in and replaced this role and got a standing ovation and then became addicted. So I wish it was more ethereal and wonderful, but a standing ovation will get you addicted. Yeah. And I went into college and thought I knew more than the professors and left college, walked into an agent, and she sent me on an audition and I booked it and became a professional actor like 19. Uh, and very shortly after that, my agent asked me if I wanted to coach a workshop and I started coaching. So that's how it occurred. Um, yeah. After that, I ended up graduating and getting a graduate degree and doing those things. But um, I got, I became professional very early on and of course adored it. It felt like a religious experience to be an actor, really. Oh, yeah. Well, good. So, so tell me about your, your graduate degree then. What did you go back and study and, and what were you focused on? <laughs> oh, no. Well, what what occurred was 2008 2009 the economy tanked and i can remember clearly walking upstairs to my bill and telling them my, my phone hasn't rung in two weeks i'm going back to school 
and I'm going to get a graduate degree because this business isn't happening. Yeah. And I convinced the theater department to let me write my thesis on the application of acting techniques for business presentations. And they supported me in doing that. Okay. Oh, wonderful. So was that, let's say, was that the start then of your transition into more of the business side of this or... No, How I've did been that running, process happen? I had been running a business. Uh, it started about 20 years ago. They asked me in the community. I'm in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, okay. and the, the, the home of PowerPoint and death by PowerPoint. And I can remember uh, going to these uh, presentations uh, with people that I knew thinking, this is Chinese water torture. This is just hideous. I can help them. And I got invited and started helping people. And then I started a business and founded my business. Um, so I'd already had a functioning business. It's just the economy stopped. And I thought, I'll go back to school. Yeah. So let's, I want to hear more about the early stages of your business. So when you first started, were there like books you were reading or, you know, seminars or any or coaches that you um, we're working with to to know how to start and run a business, or is it something that you learned on the job? Well, I'll tell you that's a wonderful question, Yuri. My my dad was a businessman, and I grew up around business and and his expertise and the way that's handled. And when I decided to start this business, I simply did it the way I. I had learned from my father. I picked up a phone. I called a university extension, UCSC extension, and said, do you have people that have problems delivering presentations? Why, yes, we do. And I said, well, I can fix them and make them better. How do you do that? With acting techniques. And this woman said, can you come in tomorrow morning and, and share your curriculum? And we'll see if we can get it approved. And I thought, oh my God, I don't have a curriculum. So I stayed up all night at the kitchen table and put together a curriculum, you know, with classes and agendas. And I in and went in and met with her and that was my first client. And then I kept picking up the phone. Now it would be email and different ways of doing it. And I just called people. And I mean, big companies would let me in. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm going through security for such and so. So, and then I have to say this for your listeners, this, this business that I'm in, this coaching business is a word of mouth business. It, it didn't pay to advertise it, 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 you know, to that sort of thing. It's word of mouth. So apparently I did good jobs and got word of mouth spread and got into bigger company. Oh, good. Good. I mean, and that's, that's really good to know, especially early on. So how has, so you mentioned kind of like the early days of, you know, picking up the phone and calling. Is that how you got your foot into a lot of larger corporations? Like just the, I'm going to say cold calling in a little bit, but was it, was there other, I mean, I know you mentioned word of mouth and also some calling, but I'm just kind of trying to figure out like, what was the, like the tipping point where suddenly you went from not cold calling all the time to it being more of a word of mouth and people were coming well, to can, you. I can tell you, I can tell you one example and it sure. occurred multiple times in this way. I can remember, I love this guy. So I'm going to tell this story. I won't mention any names or addresses or cities. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, 
I, I was brought in to coach a group at Intuit and there was a, uh, a gentleman who would not stand still. And I remember saying, you've got to stand still. You're, you're pacing. Well, it makes me feel better. Well, it makes you feel better, but it's driving us insane. So you've got to stand more still. And I can remember literally walking up, bending down, putting my paws on his feet to get him to stand still. And all of a sudden, this booming voice came out and this solid personality came out. Okay. He went on to a different company in Texas. And he got into a high position there and he brought me in to this company in Texas. And I started regularly coaching for them. Then a couple of the people at that company in Texas were brought into Facebook here a couple of years later. And now I've been entrenched in Facebook teaching my, I call them my low flying jets at Facebook. Uh, they're just brilliant. Uh, and so that's how it occurred. And it occurred that way with so many businesses. So for, for your listeners, just go, mm -hmm. just do it. Just make the call and do a great job. And, and it, will, it will spread if you're in this sort of service consulting sort of industry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's also an interesting testament of just how small the world really is. Oh. And how like a lot of the companies you were working with now, they're all... I mean, like in the tech industry, there people move around a lot and they take the, the things they like with them, including consultants. So that's that's wonderful. So let's let's talk about then your your process. So if you, you work with a client or work with a group of people, how does what's that process like? Well, it it started with the discovery as an acting teacher uh, that if I could get an actor into the present moment, they'd be brilliant. It, it, um, oh, I don't know if I have time for the pin story. Oh, I'm gonna tell you the pin story. <laughs> in the old days, I used to write my notes as an acting teacher with this gorgeous Montblanc pin. Mm -hmm. And one day I was coaching a young actress who happened to be extremely talented and experienced. And she was doing uh, The Lark, uh, Joan of Arc. And she was just blathering away. And I threw my pin at her feet and I, and she looked so shocked, like, what is this insane woman doing? And I, and I said, go. And she started the scene and she was brilliant. And it was in that I quit throwing pins <laughs> because my bill who's in law enforcement said, you know, that's assault and battery. You can't throw pins at people. So I quit throwing pins, but it got her in the present moment. And it was there that I discovered, oh, there are other techniques to get them in the present moment, get them in the present. Mm -hmm. Then what occurred was I went back to school for my master's and I said, this is what the theory is. You get them in the present moment and they'll be brilliant, whether they're an engineer or a financial analyst or a medical doctor, get them in the present moment. And my Thesis advisor said, well, you know when they're in the present moment, but how can you reteach that? How can we relearn that in this thesis and try and prove it? What are the components? Now we get to your question. What are the components of being in the present moment? And what we discovered is that there are four components to being in the present moment while we're presenting. Mm -hmm. or performing or acting. 
the body, we've got to get our body present. The voice, we have to get our voice present. Clarity, modulation, pauses, that sort of thing, volume. We have to have the ability to improvise. And the secret of all life turns out to be intention. What the heck is our goal? So it's body, voice, improvisation, and intention. And the foundation of my workshops, which have since been transferred over to Zoom, if you can well imagine, are those components and the exercises that teach presenters to feel being in the present moment. Then, once they've felt being in the present moment, like artists, they're addicted because nothing feels greater, does it? to be in the present moment when we're creating and communicating with others. Right, definitely. So let's so let's talk about then about how your workshops have changed now. Um, obviously COVID has changed everything for everybody, particularly in the in the arts and the creative field. So so um, how have things evolved in your company? And how are you looking at, let's say 2021 when things kind of go back to normal or whatever normal is, if that's such a, such a word, but like what elements are you going to take from what you've had to adapt now into the future of your business? Well, that's a well-constructed question. I thought I'm a spoiled brat. I'm just telling you, I'm admitting it. I'm a spoiled brat. And when this Zoom thing came in, I stomped my foot and I said, I'm not doing it. I've reinvented my, I'm 71 years old. I've reinvented myself 32 times. I'm not going to reinvent myself again. And what occurred is a very large company called me and said, would, would you come in and do Zoom? Teach us how to do Zoom. I said, well, I'll, I'll do whatever I can. And they gave me a program manager. <laughs> they gave me the whole system yeah. to create the website and the whole thing, intracompany and the whole thing. And they helped me create this process. Now, I, I'm going to tell your listeners out there, it almost buried me. It was one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my entire life because I'm not technical. But they gave me a technical support. And my assistant happens to be talented at certain things. So all I have to do is teach and they take care of all of the technical and, and chat room and slides and, and, and all of that. So I would say to this thought comes to mind to, to anybody listening that's thinking of transferring somehow their artistic learnings and experience and talents to to another arena, especially Zoom, find the people that do what you can't do and love them (laughs) and and ask them for help. And you will find that they will help you and you will find you learn new things and it's just the coolest. Now, I'm gonna keep talking. I have never been busier. Oh yeah? I am busier globally. Because on Zoom, one of the benefits is you can have somebody learn from you in England Mm -hmm. and in Jerusalem and and all over the world in Singapore. So I've never been busier. 
uh, and it turned out beautifully. So face your fear, do what you don't want to do. You, you know, I, I wanted to win a Tony. I didn't want to do this, but it turns out this is better for me. I like it. I like this better. So that's, that's my response. I, I see, I see, wonderful. Um, so you, you said something interesting about face your fear. So in your own experience in going and ad adapting when circumstances changed, um, it sounds like you've adapted very well with that. How have you approached times when you were fearful and been able to, again, adapt and move on from that? And how do you teach members who come to your workshops how to move on from the fear of, well, the physical fear of standing in front of people? Well, the first thing, keep me on track, Yuri, if I okay. go off into the woods. <laughs> the, first, the first thing is I can be a scaredy cat. I can be the bravest broad in the room, or I can be the most fearful little mouse. And the, the most, the two most recent experiences was I, I didn't want to do Zoom and I was terrified of it. Mm -hmm. And that worked out great. I did it. I walked through the fear. Another example, the second example is I was afraid to ask somebody for my book uh, when I wrote my book uh, and it was getting done and I needed a forward and I needed a quote. Mm -hmm. And I called a person who I respect so much, who's very, very world renowned and very famous, but I was terrified for two weeks to call this person and ask for a quote. Or, or And finally, my bill said, my bill, I'm talking about him a lot. He put his arm, he put his hands on my shoulders one morning and said, you have to call him today <laughs> because he could not listen another night about how afraid I was. I was terrified. I did a breathing exercise. I meditated. I turned it over to the universe, the whole thing. And I called this person, person and of course I got a better result than I could have ever imagined. And of course, this Zoom is a better result than I could have ever imagined. So here's my latest phrase. Fear is stupid. It's as simple as that. It's stupid. So if, if I'm in fear, it's stupid. Do whatever it takes to get through it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent. So let's, uh, so you mentioned your book. Let's talk about your book. What what initially made you want to write a book and, and what, what has come out uh, since then? Well, here I am, the spoiled brat again. I didn't want to write the darn book. I didn't want to. Some people want to be a writer. Go be a writer. I mm -hmm. support you. I didn't want to, but I had to because the companies wanted a book and other, other people said you needed a book. And it helped to write the book because returning back to your other question, the, the part two is I teach people how to get through the fear of speaking publicly. Everybody is scared to speak publicly. Even when they say they're not, they are scared because it's the amygdala. It's an automatic reaction mm -hmm. telling our entire system that we're facing a, an unusual tribe that is intent on cooking us and eating us for dinner. That's how it feels in our body. So what my methodology does quite simply is all of the exercises in the structure are to get 
people through their fear of public speaking and into the present moment. And then a wonderful thing happens. Their style can express itself. And isn't that what we really want to see in art and in people and in music, dance, everything? Your style. We want to see you. We already know what's in our head. Show us your style. So it's a wonderful culmination of art and and business and helping others. I got the greatest gig in the world. That's so wonderful. Uh, so with everything that you have done and experienced over these years, what would you say has been the best advice that you ever received? I... I initially was going to go back to school years before and I looked at all the credits with the advisor and the college advisor said, there's only this that you can teach. And I didn't want to teach this certain subject. It mm -hmm. wasn't acting and it wasn't theater and it wasn't the arts. And I thought I'm, I'm beside myself and I was sobbing in the car on the highway, never forget it. And I called my father and I was sobbing saying, I don't wanna go back to school. What am I gonna do? How am I gonna earn this? And he listened to me sob and the whole thing. And he said, you're an entrepreneur. You'll think of something. And I believed him, Yuri. And I did. I invented my company. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Billy, thank you so much for taking the time today to chat with me. I really appreciate your time. If the listeners want to buy your book or, you know, take your, your, your coaching classes or follow you online, where are the best places they can go to do that? They can go online to billysheppard.com and contact me and we will kibitz away. And to buy my book, they can go to Amazon and the book is entitled The Billy Shepherd Presentation Method. Thank you, Yuri. Of course. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you like this episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating, like, and share with a friend. Our theme music is written and mixed by Chicago-based composer Ryan Black of Blackbones Collaborative. To listen to the full catalog of our episodes, go to advanceyourart.com. To see what I'm working on or book a time with me or buy a copy of my book, Be Left Behind, go to yurikataldo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.